But I never listen to what my body is trying to tell me. So I might be a little wheezy. It's just because your body is trying to tell you stuff. Yeah. It's telling me, you don't need to work out. You're allergic to this. It's going to kill you one day. You're going to die. Or you just need an inhaler. I have one, and it just... (laughs) I do. I'm that nerdy person that has to, like... Add the gym on the the treadmill. Yes. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now Right now Welcome to Mental Health Moment. I'm Emily. And I am Claire. And um so glad to have Claire back with us today. We're... um we're just really glad to be podcasting again together. Together. I always want to like sing something. I, know. I was like, do we need a jingle? Is this our thing now? Maybe. <laughs> I think we can make one. In the making. In the making, the jingle. Yes. Of, <laughs> <don't> Woohoo. <laughs> so tonight, uh, we are talking about boundaries. So <laughs> boundaries. Right. Like you hear that word a lot. And if you ever go to therapy for any amount of time, that word will definitely be said at some point, either by you or your clinician or both of you. Um, you know, Claire and I were just talking about, we don't think that there's a day that goes by in our offices that we don't talk about boundaries. Oh yeah. I'm kind of almost, I'm almost triggered by that word now because I hear it so much (laughs) because it's just, yeah, it's, it is in everyone's lives. We yeah. all need help with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it's interesting, at least kind of in, in our work and stuff, because we do see see those boundaries on, like, both sides. We see people who have too rigid of boundaries, mm-hmm. and that is kind of a detrimental thing to them. And then on the other side, we see people with too loose of boundaries mm-hmm. or no boundaries because they don't know how a boundary works or what a boundary is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... In life, we always want to shoot for that, like, happy middle, right? And so with this boundary thing, it's, okay, well, let's figure out what a boundary is, what boundaries I have or need, and then how to kind of hold that space. Right. And what it takes to hold that space. So how would you define a boundary? Like, so when you're talking to people and they're like, I just don't even have boundaries. I don't know. What is this word you speak of? I think the easiest way that I can conceptualize it, because it's it's one of those big words, like trust or mm-hmm. love, you know, what the heck really does that mean? What does it encompass? Boundaries to me, when I think of it, when I'm trying to explain it in simplest terms um, to my clients, I'm talking about the things that you are okay with and not okay with. Uh-huh. We're talking about things that um, you are just comfortable with and things that you really need people to know to be able to have a safe relationship, a healthy Uh relationship with them, whether it's with coworkers, friends, family, and that can encompass some beliefs and that can encompass just things that you might not physically be okay with. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that go along with it, but when you try to synthesize it, that's the easiest way I can put it is things that you are okay with and not okay with. Yeah. And you know, I really, well, I love that definition because that's the same definition I give my people. So (laughs) United, um, I want to say like twenties. 
I've had a lot of cold medicine today. <laughs> it's a good look for you. I so, like this. Things it's going so. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you know, one of my people that I, I'm working with, one of my peeps, they, they talked about, and this person is like amazing at boundaries. I'm like, wow. Wow. Good on you. Like, I need to learn from them. Let's and switch seats. Let's yeah. <laughs> for real. Like, can tell sit over there. Yeah. Um, but what they said, they said is, you know, they have their rigid boundaries. Their boundaries that, that cannot, like, move. Like, so those are things that if something were to happen, that'd be, like, in relationship deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, nope, that's a deal breaker. I'm not okay with that. But then they said, you know, for most of their relationships in their life, they think of their boundaries as kind of like a jello wall. I was like, huh, tell me more, right? And they said the best way to describe it is you go up to this jello wall and is it solid? Yeah, kind of, you know. Is it firm? Yeah, kind of, but it has that wiggle to it. So it's not this hard and fast thing of like, no, you have to be home by 5 p.m. It's like, okay, like I'll wiggle a little bit. And if you get home at like 5.15, I'm not going to be super pissed, you know. Um, I love that. So... Jello walls. Ooh, that I'm again, like last time, I'm totally gonna steal that because I think that's another hard thing that's to con- that is hard to convey to people is that I think sometimes people think, well, how do I figure out what all my boundaries are? Because there's so many categories mm-hmm. within boundaries. And then And so many relationships. Exactly. And, and they, then, they change. Yeah. Like what you're okay with, like yes. your one person is not gonna be okay with another person. Exactly. And what if I want to change that in one situation, even with the same person? Mm-hmm. You're going, oh, it doesn't have to be something that is, like, written in stone. If you, yeah. one day, can you have the time to give to somebody else as a time boundary, a boundary of your giving of your time, you know, mm-hmm. one weekend it might be okay, another weekend that might change for you. It's something as simple as that where, yeah, it really does come down to what your comfort level is and in that moment what you can give. Yeah. Yeah, so that whole, um, uh, I don't know, I was going to say something really brilliant there, but it <laughs> fails me. <laughs> cold medicine. Dang, cold medicine. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're trying to define boundaries for ourselves, I think one problem that um, a lot of my peeps run into, and I personally run into this too, is um, I kind of get stuck in this all or nothing thinking. So some mm-hmm. of those thinking errors. Um because I think, okay, I finally figured out what I'm okay with and what I'm not. Let it be said. Let it be written. Uh, right, right. You know? um, how do you kind of help people kind of navigate that thinking era of all or nothing? Oh, that's a really good question because I think that is kind of kind of related to what I kind of talked to with almost all of my clients. Whereas it almost makes it seem easier to just have an, this is what it is. It's always this. I really just tell my clients to, I think it's, it makes it too complicated maybe to think of it as a case by case basis. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it is. Some things are not going to be that way. And I think for a lot of clients, they do have to think beforehand, before they even get into a situation, what is this going to look like for me? Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you can't even have that much foresight into a situation and you don't want to be caught off guard and think, well, now what do I do? It's, you do kind of have to know, especially with like physical boundaries or Mm -hmm. sexual boundaries. Those are some things that you probably know you can, those can 
almost be hard and fast where, you know, when my relationship gets to this point, then I'm fine with this kind of physical activity or this kind of touch. Um, if it's this kind of an individual, then no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of setting those almost like standards for yourself as far as boundaries are concerned. Other things, I really do think it has to be kind of case by case where you're at in your life and being able to think of just balance, mm. <laughs> especially with if it is time that you're Mm -hmm. talking about, it really does you maybe on a daily basis, weekly basis, have to think where am I balance wise in my life? And if I can give of it, great. If not, I'm okay with saying no. And so adjusting those boundaries to fit in inside that balance piece. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm such a visual person. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, that like, that totally makes sense with like the jello wall too, because it's like you kind of just push it a little bit yeah. where you need to and adjust it and it kind of wobbles for a while and that's okay to wobble. Yes. And I think in the wobbling, it kind of, it may be uncomfortable because you're trying to figure it out and that's okay. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's okay to really not know how you feel about your boundaries for a while, mm-hmm. especially when you first start setting them. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the things that I hear a lot is like, but I'm scared to do that. I'm scared to, like, set a boundary with somebody. I'm scared to... I mean, I have this in my personal experience where I'm like, but I don't want want to set this boundary. I mean, Claire knows. Like, just last week, I was like, Claire, help me send this email. (laughs) I I don't want them to get mad at me. Right. And Claire's like, "Mm, girl, let's talk about your boundaries. (laughs) Right? Um, So how do we set a boundary? Because, you know, we're, we're looking at it as kind of a jello wall with most areas. Again, I think... Like you said earlier, some of them do need to kind of be hard and fast. Like, mm-hmm. this is a deal breaker. Like, what you're comfortable with physically, emotionally, etc. Right. Um, behaviors that you're, you know, yes or no, kind of okay. But other things like time, etc. Those can be those jello boundaries. Um, so how do you set one? So let's say you come in, come in and sit, hang out with me or Claire, which please do. Awesome. Right? Best decision you've ever made. Ever <laughs> made. <laughs> because <laughs> our offices are very soothing <laughs> so are our voices our obviously. voices yes. especially like my cold voice like oh. <laughs> syrupy it's so nice <laughs> <laughs> you could listen to us for an hour a week <laughs> in addition to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um so person comes in okay i realize that i don't have boundaries i need to set my boundaries what do I even do? Mm. Yes. And I think this, this is where it gets tricky because with different people, it's going to be maybe a different scenario. Um, and I think especially with, uh, people like friends, family, there might be some other scenarios that this works with. If it's the right person, if they're even going to be able to allow you to speak, I, I think it would be totally okay. And, I think personally I might want to do this. Maybe have a little bit of a discussion about certain boundaries with people. I've, I've had a few clients where we've even talked about what are you going to say when you go into your, you're an adult and you're telling your adult parents what boundary you need to set. Instead of just, boom, this is my boundary now. It's, hey, I need to kind of talk to you about something that's been on my mind. I want to have a better relationship with you and I feel like I need to make some changes in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be discussion. There are some people, even in families, where that is not going to work. Yeah. So maybe part of setting your boundary is knowing your audience too. Mm-hmm. 
yes. of like, you know, when you look at a person or a, or a situation or a dynamic in your life and you're like, okay, this person I want to set a boundary with. Well, are they healthy enough to do that with? Yeah. Are they reasonable? Are they reasonable? <laughs> are they and usually when we're right, usually when we're faced with people who are a little bit more toxic, um, those boundaries have to become more solid and less jello. Mm-hmm. So because right. usually toxic people um, push and push and push and push, and that's kind of what um, gets us into our negative space anyway. Is because we're trying to please these toxic people in ways that isn't really benefiting anybody, right? I think, um, with a few of my clients, especially kind of similarly, um, I have some clients where they're adults when they're setting boundaries and they're setting boundaries with an adult parent. I have, and they can have that conversation. I even have conversely other adults that are setting boundaries with their adult parents and they are just, there is no conversation. It's just, I'm not having this in my life anymore. And so I'm going to hang up now or mm-hmm. I can't take the negativity. I'm done for today or no, I cannot help you. I'm sorry if that upsets you, but right. I'm not even saying you're sorry. Just this is how it is. is the kindest, most respectful way possible. Just uh-huh. boom. So when we set a boundary, we need to know our audience. Is this a boundary we can set that will take place with the discussion? Or is this more of a boundary that is set and it kind of has to just be very firm yeah. and a little one liner that takes two seconds. Exactly. That's about it. Yes. So, so know your audience, whether it's a discussion based or a one liner. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, with yeah. more, the more toxic people in our lives that really just don't have any respect for us or our time or, or any of that, it does have to come down to a one liner. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in like love and logic parenting and like all these other parenting stuff that I've kind of read and researched and stuff. One of these lines that really stuck with me, I think it's from love and logic is kind of just having a couple key lines to say to your kids. And that's another form of a boundary, right? Uh Of like what you're tolerating and what you're not. So one of the lines was, you know what? I love you too much to argue. Yes. (laughs) And so the kid can just be like, Oh, I love you too much to argue. Oh, mom, you're not listening to me. I love you too much to argue. Yeah. And it's almost like that broken record of like, I love you too much to argue. Yes. That empathy, that just really consistent. I love you. You know, you're not, you're not having this conversation where at the end it's like, bring me a shovel. Right. You know, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't have to get to that point because you have this boundary that you've set. Like, look, I refuse to engage with you when you act like this. And so it's very helpful to have one-liners mm-hmm. with difficult people. Yeah, because sometimes you got to get in and out. You got mm-hmm. there. There can't be that space for discussion. <laughs> so true. You got to get out of there real quick. Yeah, because with toxic people, um, a lot of people tend to manipulate mm-hmm. and try to push the situation and yeah. try to coax you out of setting that boundary. Mm-hmm. And so, again, when you know your audience, you can maybe better. I don't know, just kind of know what you need to do, whether, okay, this is a person in and out one liner is going to work. So, or, you know, let's have this lengthy discussion and both of us are crying and hugging at the end. Right. Exactly. Whatever. Cathartic. I think a lot of things that go hand in hand together, one of them being assertiveness training Mm. and teaching boundaries, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's kids, adolescents, even adults, I think that is one of the things that we have to just either review for people, they have to practice it, or you're just teaching them assertiveness because that's a huge part of good boundaries is Mm -hmm. having really good assertiveness skills. So 
I think one of the things I run into, you know, not just clinically, but personally too, is there's that fine line, um, for me and for other people where it's like, how do I stay assertive and not get aggressive? Mm -hmm. Like, I will cut you. Right. I don't know. (laughs) You know? Exactly. Or do the, you know, when they start overpowering you, if they go to the aggression, just kind of being the doormat and being, you know, really passive. If that's a pattern that you typically get into and it's just kind of, sometimes you do have to practice, which might seem a little bit ridiculous, but I think it's totally cool to practice some things that you're going to say, especially if you know your audience really well. And Uh uh, most people that I come in contact with, because it typically is someone that they're they um, are setting a boundary with someone they're coming in contact with constantly. And that's mm-hmm. why it's such a problem. Right. They can pretty much guess, uh, know that person so well that they know they're probably going to respond with this. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Let's go in like a lawyer and like yeah. be re- prepared for this. And then when they say this, yes. what do I say? And then rebuttal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just good to kind of get that practice in. Yeah. Practicing the boundaries is really great. And that goes with that assertiveness, right? And assertiveness, it's that, you know, making sure that you're not the doormat, making sure that you're not the aggressive jerk, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have this like nice balance where you're in the middle and you can say, Hey, this is my line. This is my line in the sand. Right. Like here it is. And, um, and you're saying it in a very respectful way and you're using integrity and you're living your truth. Right. And if, when you make that boundary or when you say that statement, if you can say that, you are being respectful to yourself and the other person and you're living your truth. I think that's a good way to know that you've set an appropriate boundary. Oh yeah, man. That's really freeing. Doesn't that just lift a weight off of you? Just thinking about it. I just think, wouldn't that be lovely (laughs) to be able to do that all the time consistently with everybody. Right. And it would be so great because it's like, you know, when we live our truth or when we become more authentic and in that space, it's like, cool. Like this is what I need for both of us to be healthy with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what a boundary is saying. Like, yeah. Hey, here's my line and I need this so we can work out together. Right. And I can have positive feelings towards you still instead mm-hmm. of, instead of anger, yes. and hatred towards you. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> and let's avoid resentment because yeah. resentment builds, gets messy. And then you get to hang out with with us even longer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So after you've set a boundary, you know, you've identified your audience, you know, is this going to be a one-liner or a discussion? Um, You've learned how to set your boundary. You're using assertiveness and you can say, look, I'm being respectful and I'm living my truth when I do this. Um, What, what are the benefits of boundaries? Oh man, there are so many. I feel like, I think we were kind of talking about this earlier, but oh my gosh, there are so many benefits to it, but people, this is what I kind of have to talk people into, which is just trust me. It's going to make things so much better for you. There are a lot of fears when it comes to setting boundaries. Um, what if I hurt people's feelings? (laughs) Mm -hmm. What if they don't like me anymore? What if they get mad? Especially if you are kind of a people pleaser, um, that can be a real problem for you. It's, I, I've gotten through my life thus far pretty good. I'm the one suffering for it, but I'm, I'm just being a doormat and I'm, I'm letting everyone else have their way. And I'm getting overloaded. I'm getting resentful and angry, but who do we have to blame other than ourselves? Cause we're, yeah. we're letting it happen. Mm-hmm. So one of the best benefits in my opinion is, is just being happy and having happier, 
um, thoughts towards other people and being able to be kinder to them while you're being kinder to yourself. Yeah. I love that. So just that kindness on both fronts. And, and I think by, you know, when we first start setting boundaries, um, you know, with, with others, it is, it does kind of, it does kind of cause a ripple effect, you Mm -hmm. know? And what we're going to find is when we do set some boundaries, like some people are not okay with boundaries being set. But what we find is the more consistent we are in our boundaries and like, oh, you know what? I'm actually really not okay with that. Or "Mm, that's kind of hurtful. So I'm not going to be okay. You know, whatever it may be is it reduces the toxicity. Yes. And, and if we can reduce the toxicity and reduce just like the amount of like guilt and shame that like we're constantly propelling ourselves in because it's like, well, I can't make them happy. And what else can I do? And I'm a terrible daughter. I'm a terrible friend. I'm a terrible blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's just the spiral. Mm-hmm. And no, I wish I could say to people that you can completely control the situation. Um, it's definitely going to be fantastic. And the other person is going to be just wonderfully receptive and it's all going to be great and you're going to be better friends and this is going to be wonderful but that's not always the case right and it's doesn't that sound lovely yes um i wish but no we cannot control what the other person is going to do but if they want to keep and hold on to that toxic behavior those feelings that are really negative let them It Mm kind of communicates something to you pretty important too, which is maybe this might not be someone that I need to have in my life or just not in my life as often because if they're, if that's what they're giving back to you, that's really important information for you to know maybe there, there's some decisions that I can make with this info, um, that is actually kind of helpful to you as well. Even though it is hurtful, it might be sad. It's really important. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, so I've been listening to Brene Brown because I love her. She's just the best. Yes. (laughs) And one thing that she said from her rising strong book is she said, you know, the most compassionate people have the best boundaries. Oh, and I had to think about that for a while. I was like, but, but I don't know if I believe that. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, no, 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 wait. Because you know, when we hold up boundaries with others, with our time, with our energy, with our efforts, like, look, I only have this to give to you. It's showing them that you love yourself enough to take care of yourself. And so you have enough to give. And I think, you know, you said it so well earlier when you're like, because when we don't hold our boundaries, we get resentful and angry and hurt. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have any love to give. We don't have any compassion to give because this whole time it's like we've been pushed too far. Right. So there's nothing there to take back or there's nothing there to enjoy. There's nothing there to be happy about. Um, and so by having those boundaries with others, you know, it allows us to be open to this compassion place and this place of love and this place of acceptance where when we're trying to please everybody and like run around like crazy people trying to get everything done, mm-hmm. that just puts us in a negative space. Absolutely. And we were talking last time about perfectionism and man, if your goal is to be a really great mom, a really great husband, a really great coworker, you know, whatever you want to be good at, you really want to do that. You don't have to be perfect, but set good boundaries. How about you do that? It helps you to be your best person Mm -hmm. in any role in your life. 
It really does. That's how you can manage your time, manage your energy. I mean, these are all commodities. These are all things that you have to give, but you only have so much of it. And so balance it out so that you can, what you do give, it's the best you. Mm -hmm. You're giving of your energy willingly, your time, your resources, any resource, and you're doing it in the kindest way possible. So yeah. Yeah. Want to do that? Get some good boundaries. Right. And just having those, that quality commodity instead of the, oh, here are the scraps of what I have left over. Yeah. Enjoy. And I hate you now. Right. And maybe there's a little anger and yeah. <laughs> I have sad thoughts towards you. Right. <laughs> that would never happen, please. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> no. Okay. So boundaries are cool. I think that's the takeaway here. Oh, yes. Our boundaries are awesome. And if you're struggling with boundaries, uh, if you're struggling setting them, if you're struggling maintaining them, if maybe you think, oh, I have too rigid of boundaries. Like I don't want anybody in my circle. I don't want anybody, you know, maybe that's a good indication that it would be helpful for you to go to therapy and talk to some people about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, always making sure that when you go to therapy, you feel like it's a good fit. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, yeah. And I know we've talked about in previous podcasts of just like how to find a good therapist or how to know it's the right therapist for you. But, but that's also a boundary. Mm-hmm. So when you do go and you find somebody to work with, making sure that you are going to get what you need because it is your time it is your energy, and it is working on making you your best authentic self. Absolutely. And so, there we go. Um, so, we'd just like to thank you guys for listening, and we'd also like to thank Jonathan Colton for our music. Be sure to follow us on um, Facebook, Mental Health Moment. Join our discussion group. Claire is now in the discussion group. Yes, so like, get in on it. Yeah. Please. So, um, <laughs> we're going to be spending a lot more time in that space, trying to grow that. Um did I say Instagram? Follow us on Instagram, Mental Health Moment. And um, we'll just see you next week. Bye. Bye. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as I would do right now. Except for maybe when I think about what I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as I would do right now. Except for maybe when I think about what I felt that day. When I felt